You got your favorite healer slash goddess kid, goddess of abundance. Live from the cosmos getting deep with my new podcast, Deep Shit. I feel good, 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 I feel good. Okay, so finding abundance and humility almost kills me. I gotta be honest. This is something, it doesn't kill me. I wanna stop saying that actually. But it feels bad. It doesn't feel, in my body, okay, in my body, it feels very hard to concede, like to admit that someone else is correct is something that feels like pain in my stomach and legs. And this might sound and in my neck, like in just my entire central part of my being. Like when someone else is right and I'm wrong, It feels so humiliating. It feels like tension in my feet and in my gut. It like I have a physical reaction to this shame, right? And so I I feel like I used to avoid that because that was awful, but lately I've been going towards it. We talked about this earlier in the season, like headed towards the burning building, but with your negative thoughts, but there's a difference between like running from your negative thoughts and like reacting and facing your negative thoughts and replacing it with some kind of therapeutic behavior, some kind of relief, right? Um, so one of the things that I do is just when I find myself As soon as I find out that someone might have been right, like, for instance, it was an idea. This is a very real situation. So someone, I had an idea, and then someone bruised my ego saying that the idea didn't make sense. They had their reasons, which were very rational, and I couldn't see it because their reasons were very rational. So then... In my relaxed source mode, like when I was feeling good on my high-flying disc, like Abraham Hicks says, um, on my high-flying disc, I was feeling good. And then I found an idea that was beautiful, and the idea matched the advice that the person had given me. Now, they had their reasons that I had mine, but either way, their idea was, in fact, correct. So... I that's when I told them. I told them while I was still feeling good about it. And then it just all felt good. Not initially, once I started using words. <laughs> words, like once I started talking, sometimes I could talk myself back into a bad mood <laughs> or a not feeling good mood. I don't want to call it a bad mood. I want to say a not feeling good mood. Um, When I found myself talking about it then, it was okay. It was bearable. <laughs> I know some of y'all are going to get what I mean. Uh, My Aries are definitely going to get what I mean. Yeah. Um, So, so I'm doing this why I feel good. And I'm noticing that 
if I keep breath, keep acknowledging my breath in the moments that I was typically feeling uncomfortable in and I find my breath and I remain present, like I'm here, I'm in the feeling good, I'm here. The other part is gone. The other part is the story, the whole background knowledge is gone. It doesn't, it's literally gone. And I have here, but if my inner child wants to remember being unseen and needs to feel unseen, that's fine. If my inner child needs to feel shame, that's fine. But big me and big me, it's not but, it's and, and big me, two things are happening, duality. You know, I'm dying and living and regenerating in every breath. This is the way that Jesus spoke. You know, he spoke a lot about death and rebirth and being reborn. And it happens more often than we think when we're rooted in our source energy. Um... Lately, I've been thinking a lot about the mentorship in my life and how it doesn't feel like one person. I used to focus on the absence of not having a mentor and feeling so peculiar and saying, like, I don't have a mentor, like, and I didn't have one. However, I did meet God and multiple people and developed a mentor through their stream, the stream of consciousness that lies within the multiple beings that pour into me and all of my angels, all of my wake angels, my wake and walking angels, you know. Um, and when I focus on the abundance of love I have in my life and the abundance and how natural that humility feels to just express appreciation for the people I love in a real way like even when it's hard to love them even when I make it hard to love them they're not making it hard to love them I make it hard to love them because I am teaching myself that love is unconditional and it is excruciating and I get pissed but I am also honoring that my inner child feels hurt and fear and pain and other things along the entire time. And that is very real. It's real to me. But I'm also aware of the bigger picture. I'm also aware of the bigger picture, which is unconditional love. I'm also aware of my least resistant path. I'm also aware of the path that's more fun. I'm also aware of the path that's more exciting and inviting and invigorating and pleasurable and open and free. Freedom is something that I crave Stability is something that I crave. All these things. And I I always thought that it was one or the other, right? Stability is structure. Stability is structure. You know, I pounded that in my head. 
over and over again. But I am fluid. I'm a water baby. I like to flow with life. I like ease. And I used to resent this about myself. I used to resent that I'm not a hard worker. And I'm not a hard worker because I'm a brilliant creator. And a brilliant creator doesn't have to be a hard worker. A brilliant thinker, a thought leader, we don't have to be hard workers because all I'm always in my purpose. I am the purpose, okay? So who works works you know our concept of work completely fucking screwed um because it's just like work has to be this difficult unenjoyable thing so i'm not working i have no value i have no self-work i I don't put in hours <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh like yes this shit is deep Ugh. 